Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on Jack Kings, betting money on the Queens, know the L18 knew where the sparks play. And I'm on the Trill King, putting on for the scene, it's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Women in Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kobe Marshall, and alongside me today is Charlie Ekstrom from Stanford's Beach Volleyball Team. Charlie, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, this is going to be a blast. So I feel like the best way to start is like the most recent thing that happened in the NCAA is them allowing college athletes to make money off their image and likeness. And you are a barstool athlete. Did you get your T-shirt? <laughs> I do not have my t-shirt. I don't even really, I haven't even really been posted. So I don't know if I'm like official. I sent in the email. I was accepted a couple of weeks ago. I thought, Hey, why not? This could be a fun thing. Um, and it seems completely harmless. And I think that shirt would be really cool. So I'm hoping to get that in the mail soon. So you're basically just free advertisement right now and they haven't done anything for you. Exactly. So oh. Oh. Reaching out to anybody who wants to sponsor me. Barstool's not quite doing the job. <laughs> so. Point one Barstool, zero points for Charlie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied, even though I'm not an athlete, I just want to see if they like accept anybody. And like my Instagram doesn't have anything sports related. So I was like, I guess I didn't get the job, but I think it's, incredible marketing skills by them because they accept every single athlete that applies. Totally. No, I think it's honestly, I think Barstool kind of like jumped, like jumped on the right wavelength because I think it's such a cool, like kind of like first step in the door for a lot of people. And I think that it's kind of like, it just starts a good way, like hopefully a good chain reaction that it's like, Hey, these people are putting their name out there. Like, Hey, we Mm -hmm. should contact them. We see them here. We can go from there. Have you been in contact with anyone else for sponsorship? I have. I'm working through like a couple like little things that I was reached out to. Um, I am uh, a representative of um, AVB Network, I believe is what kind of the main one that I've been kind of talking to. And then I think that I'll kind of, um, the other ones are still in the works. So we're kind of figuring things out, but I'm really excited, like hopefully to kind of have it be kind of a foundation for where my professional career, where my career after college will be taking me um, because it's so nice to be able to be so marketable in college, but then like jumping into a pro career after college, I think having that foundation already will be so useful. What are your plans after college? My plans are to take beach volleyball, honestly, as far as I can. Um, I hope to be staying for five years at Stanford. I'm applying for my master's in the fall. Um, and if I stay for five years, then I'll be getting my graduate degree and then doing a fifth year of beach volleyball due to my COVID red shirt year. Um, and then figuring things out from there, I would love to play on the AVP full time, um, and to do the world tour, the FIVB circuit and really take beach volleyball as far as I can. I mean, 
there's nothing that I think that I'm more passionate about than the sport of beach volleyball. So if I can take it as far as I can, I will. Well, you do help out with another podcast. So I would imagine. (laughs) Yes. No. Uh, Shout out to the college volleyball weekly supporters and listeners, because um, it was so fun being a host this year. And I'm really looking forward to where we take it from there. The only other beach volleyball player that I've interviewed is Taryn Cloth from LSU. And so I don't know too much about beach volleyball because I live in Chicago. No one really plays beach volleyball. It's indoor only. I'm really curious. What's the, is there any difference in training for beach than indoor? Yeah, totally. Also, first off, I love that you've talked with Taryn. She's, She's a I'm, saint. <laughs> she is literally one of my favorite human beings. I was just on the USA collegiate national team training walk with her and get to know her. And it is, it was so fun getting to know her and her partner, Kristen at the training walk, but also it's been so fun. Like I've seen her at a couple of tournaments kind of nationwide since then. And it's been just like, it's great kind of having her in my little circle of a community of just like wonderful human beings. Um, but the differences between beach volleyball and indoor volleyball practices, um, are beach practices when it comes to college are like really structured with coaches, really well organized. Um, and they have a lot more people, but with indoor, like to kind of have a really successful practice of like with scrimmages, with things that are able to be run, you really need like 12 people so that you can have six people on each side. Or if you're doing a specialization training, then you need people in your like specific, specialization of a position versus beach volleyball like really all you need is four girls a net and some ball uh, some lines and some balls and you can kind of run whatever you want to and so I think that beach volleyball is a bit more independent in the way that especially outside of the college game out and outside of the kind of elite professional game that a lot of the structuring a lot of the practicing is really just like self-done Um, like for example, I'm going up and practicing in a group of four with, uh, three other girls that are college players tomorrow morning. Um, and I'm driving up, we're going to show up. There's a net already set up. I've got some volleyballs and we're going to run a couple drills, um, and probably scrimmage each other. And so that's kind of like a typical practice that's in the summertime when we're not around like a heavy, um, more organized, super drill oriented college game. Like there's a lot more scrimmaging. There's a lot more, um, just kind of working through drills or kinks more on an individual basis instead of on a large group basis. And in California, you have a ton of beaches, so it's gotta be a lot more easier to practice too. Yes, most definitely. I need like three people. Yeah. I only need three other people. I've already got pretty much everything else in my back pocket. We've got a beach right by my house. I mean, I'm going after this, I'm going to go play some co-ed volleyball tonight um, and watch the sunset. So it's kind of a good setup to just kind of get reps where I want them and at the beach all the time. So you're tan and you're fit. Heck yeah. We're all jealous. We're all jealous. (laughs) How, how is your partner picked? Like, is it your coach or do you get to decide? Ooh, are you talking about college or um, outside of college, like summertime? College. Okay. So in college, it's more coach-based. Um, yeah. Coaches pick and assign partners. Um, there is some player feedback based on kind of how things are going. If things are going great. If things aren't going great, if chemistry feels a little bit off, we work through the kinks kind of with our partners as well as with our coaches. And so working things out like there's always like um, an amount of feedback but at the end of the day it comes down to the coach's decision on who decides on if like the coach decides who plays with who have you ever been paired up with someone you're like are you kidding me 
No, <laughs> and no, I've actually, I've been fortunate enough to have an incredible amount of, par- like an incredible four or five, I don't know, four or five partners. I might be miscounting, but mm-hmm. every single partner that I've had, we've had some incredible highs and I've just absolutely, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to love pretty, like really my entire team at Stanford, not even really like my entire team at Stanford. We have no drama. It's all love. And I think I'm just really happy to be a part of a culture like that and really happy that I have had partners that I've really loved and appreciated. All love and pranks, right? Oh, (laughs) do you know about the pranks? Yes. There's quite a bit of prank wars that happen with the Stanford beach volleyball team, with Stanford men's volleyball team and the Stanford indoor volleyball team. It's kind of all interchangeable between the three of us. Um, there's a lot of pranking. We thought that that had graduated with Jenna Morgan and Chelsea. (laughs) It has not, it has regenerated and rejuvenated in the freshman class. And so those prank wars have, uh, thus continued on in the spirit of Stanford volleyball. (laughs) We we love to hear that. We love to hear that. (laughs) I know all I, Jenna, I have Jenna on just to talk about her pranks. Oh, um, Jenna, Jenna's pranks I literally have documented it in my like photos of like my favorite pranks by Jenna um <laughs> they're absolutely like I send her like every single year like in your cap like this many years ago today of like each of the pranks that I like remembered so fun home? oh yeah. yeah no it's like I literally have an app and I'll like send her the pictures I'm like Jenna like camera told me that this was a year ago today like this is incredible <laughs> she I just like how she would tell me, she's like, someone would do something to me and then I'd have to go to class. And then like, how am I supposed to focus when I'm thinking about, oh, how am I going to get this person back? So I'll just sit there all class and think of the most diabolical thing. And of course, of course, knowing me, I'll just go over the line, well over the line. She's like, I almost the got- The line to-. is a she's dot like, <laughs> She's like, I already passed the line miles ago. Yes, a long, long time ago. The line is gone. We're, we're way over that now. And they're, they're so harmless though, but they're just, just right with the, they're just right for her not to get in trouble. Exactly. Like absolutely perfect. Like who else would email a professor and have him conduct an entire 200 person class to sing a freshman happy birthday when it was nowhere near her birthday. Only Jenna Gray could pull that off. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't about her, but that's hilarious. I need to know, does the sand ever get annoying? Because I hate when the sand gets into my shorts. Yes, I think I always joke because every time that somebody comes out and plays beach volleyball for the first time, they're like, oh my God, the sand is everywhere. And I'm like, the sand is a lifestyle, actually. It's it's just a part of you. Like I'm fine. I get caught finding sand absolutely everywhere. I'm sandy right now because I'm coming from coaching all day. It's like all over it. It it just inhabits my head at all times. Like I'll be in, I'll be in class or I'll be like walking day by day and I'll like look down and there's sand in my belly button. And I was like, I haven't played in three days. How is that still there? Or like, I'll touch my ear and I'm like, oh, there's sand. Okay. Well, (laughs) I guess sand is the lifestyle now. Um, And so it is annoying, but at the end, but I've been playing beach for so long at this point that it just kind of is like, it's like a joke at this point. Like I find sand in my ear and I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> like, and just kind of chuckle versus I think people, when they're first getting into the sport, they're like, oh my God, it's everywhere. I'm like, nah, like it's everywhere, but it's not going to go anywhere else. Like you're not going to be able to ever get rid of it. 
okay, so beach volleyball is not my thing. And it's not the <laughs> lifestyle that I want to pursue. That's hilarious. It's a lifestyle. Get it right. Suck it up. <laughs> what, are you, what are you crying about? It's just sand. It's just I got, sand. I got it in my sports bra. What are you going to do? It's, it's just Probably. It, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so when did you did – you obviously played indoor volleyball, correct? I did. I played throughout high school. I stopped playing um, club indoor volleyball after my freshman year of high school, um, but I played um, high school volleyball all the way through my senior year. What made you say, I'm going to go with just the beach? You know, I think that my passion for beach volleyball kind of like usurped any passion that I had for indoor volleyball just in general. Um, I always loved beach and I loved how kind of it's a, in my opinion, it's a bit more engaging in the fact that it's only two players and the fact that there's a lot of kind of like an independence to it. I was just about to say it's more independent. Yeah. So I've always kind of been drawn to that aspect of it because there's still a team aspect, which I, I've always been passionate about playing team sports, but being able to have the team aspect while being able to be independent and learn how to make decisions, learn how to problem solve, like at such a high level, I always was kind of more drawn to. Um, I also just in general didn't always have the greatest experiences in playing indoor volleyball. I was good at the sport, but I never really had like kind of the community that I wanted to be around. And so I was really fortunate enough to find beach and kind of find that passion early to where I could kind of take myself away from the game of indoor volleyball and really just pour my heart into beach. It's, it's unique. Cause it's like, it's kind of like track and like tennis, like it's still a team thing, but you're also independently doing it with, well, you're with a partner, but tennis isn't, you can do it, do it, uh, doubles. Yes. And it's, it's the, it's totally similar to tennis and in college, it's actually really like the college beach volleyball kind of like structuring is super similar to the college tennis structuring on the way that like points and pairings and all of that work out. Um, but the thing that I have to say, like that beach volleyball even has like on top of it all is like the community of beach volleyball players, not just like within a team, but like within like the nation or like even the world. I mean, I have international friends that play, but like, mm -hmm even if you're playing against somebody, like the amount of times that I like play against an opponent, like win or lose, like hug them at the end. And I'm like, great job. Like, it was so good to see you. Like you're doing great things. Like that I've never gotten from any other sport, never seen from any other sport, just kind of like an amount of like love and admiration for your opponents because they're still your friends. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, see you Monday. Like, see you tomorrow. Lost you today. But like, Hey, next weekend, we'll see you right back at it. Like, we don't know who's going to win this time. And I think it's a really cool thing that it's like everybody wants to see everybody else succeed. Like, obviously there's a super high level of competitiveness, competitiveness. Um, but that was not, I don't think any of those were words, but okay, I, I, I thought they were, it's okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> there's a high level of competition kind of regardless. Um, but there's still like that friendliness or kind of like love and admiration for each other in the process of being super highly competitive, which I love. It's weird that you say that because I literally have written down. So is there beach volleyball trash talk? <laughs> there is, but it's really, really frowned upon. Like there. Oh, come on. Come on. So, okay. Real talk. Total <laughs> Real like, talk. <laughs> there's totally like trash talking or kind of like giving people crap, like back and forth through the net or like. I literally, I was playing in like a four man tournament. That was kind of like a friendly, like just for like kind of fun in the, in the San Diego community this mm -hmm. week. 
Um, and like, I literally hit a ball and I had a girl be like, Hey, you're supposed to aim for my face, not the ground. Like said something like that. And like little things that's just kind of like giving each other crap, but things that are like actually digs or like actually like personal attacks are really frowned upon. And like, you are not well liked in the community of beach volleyball. If you're kind of like, and not nice person. So it's like, but it's also like, you can trash talk and still be nice about it. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's people that I know that I like absolutely love that totally trash talk and they're still well liked because at least they're nice, like in like a transitional period. But if you're just like a straight trash talker and that like every, nobody likes you like period. I'm just picturing a bunch of Ned Flanders trying to be rude. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all of us are like, like literally, I mean, like there's like a legend, like Casey Patterson. He's like a big like trash talker in the men's volleyball game, but like everybody loves him because like the way that he does it isn't like I hate you on the other side of the net. It's more like, um, hey, like head games. Head games. Yeah. It's like playing mind games, but in a funny way. So it's like, I can't believe this guy's getting to my head. I hate that he's getting into my head, but it's really funny how he's doing it. Like that kind of thing. You're, San, you're a San Diego girl, so Philip Rivers doesn't cuss, but he's the biggest trash talker of all time. Yes. Like little things like that. That's that's hilarious. I didn't think you'd be such a loving environment. <laughs> like, oh my God, no. Sorry, I beat you. Sorry. I don't know if it's ever an apology because it's like, heck yeah, I beat you. But it's also like, hey, you're doing great things. Like, I'll see you next week or I'll see you on practice on Monday. Like little things yeah. like that. The, the other thing about volleyball that I'm very intrigued about is your little celebration. So this is going to be bad radio for the people at home. This. Like every photo <laughs> of every like uh, photo you find online, like Google images of volleyball players celebrating, it's arms almost c- touching each other, fists clenched and just screaming. You're the yeah. only sport that does that. <laughs> the only sport just... Every time, just <gasps> that or like fists, like yeah, arms or like, down, or like, like cross, yeah, like yeah. together, cross, like something like let's go, like something screaming or like I don't know. I like I think I literally have pictures of myself. That I'm like ah, like fists <laughs> up. I don't know why, but it's I think it's like a guttural volleyball player, indoor beach, whatever, like guttural reaction. Just just like put your fists in the it's air like, and you're like. Ah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, let's go. Because I'm pretty sure I went through your Instagram and like 76% of it was arms almost touching, fist (laughs) clenched, mouth open as wide as it possibly can. Oh, wide open, like absolutely guttural screaming. Like Like Big Mac and Whoppers going in that mouth. Oh, all of them all together, like triple (laughs) stacked on top of each other. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's hilarious. And I just like, I want to know, I get it, but like everyone does it. It's like, Kind of. It's weird. It's, it's really weird, but it's also like super funny and like fun because it's like everybody kind of unanimously like has just somehow agreed like from the womb, you've decided that you're a volleyball player. Now this is how we all cheer and this is how we all scream. And if you do it differently, you actually don't because this is how we all do it. Whether your hands are crossed, whether they're up, whether they're like around, you have some sort of fist pumping, fist squeeze like clenching screaming I'll, I'll, I'll top you there golf just the tiger you got the the arm <laughs> every every golfer does that <laughs> just, yeah hooray Huzzah. or sometimes you could get like a finger point like yeah 
like finger to the air, like yeah, or like arms up. Sometimes jumping is like exciting, like jumping fists down, but it's all some sort of like hand pumping, clenching, screaming. <laughs> the best. <laughs> and then like it's like oh she definitely has been playing volleyball her whole life she's got that pose locked in oh yeah she's got the pose she's got the cheer down she's she already knows. In. so i'm coming back to jenna real quick i know it's <laughs> stupid terrible transition skills to come back to a topic that's such a bad podcast move but we have to do it uh have you ever been pranked by her i personally have never been pranked by jenna gray um i have been in on some of her pranks like she has filled me in before they've actually occurred so we had like we would get breakfast we would sit at breakfast the indoor and beach teams we'd all sit together at breakfast every single morning Mm -hmm. and so when she was still at Stanford she was there for my freshman and sophomore years and my sophomore year was when I when I was in on the most of her pranks because she was actively in a prank war with some of the freshmen on the team at the time and in the prank war like in the mornings She'd be like, all right, this is what I have planned. Or she'd come up and she's like, I cannot believe this. They saran wrapped my car. And she's like, but they did it in the wrong way. Yeah, but she's like, but they did it in the wrong way. It was easy for me to get off. So I'm just going to call their professors and get them to sing happy birthday for them in front of their whole class now instead. Or like, it was so funny. And so like, I would hear about these things and I was like, wow, I'm really glad that I'm not in a prank war with Jenna. That's like really fortunate for me. (laughs) You, You said you had a story for me. Oh, I do have a story. Jenna Gray, she actually, I don't even know if she knows this fully. She is one of the like main reasons, not, I mean, yeah, she's one of the reasons why like I fell in love with Stanford. Um, This was when she was on, she would, this was her freshman year. I was a recruit on an unofficial visit, um, like coming, I was coming from, from one of the girls' classes that I had sat in on. I was sitting in the locker room like waiting. The girls were changing for practice. Um, I was like sitting on the couches, like kind of waiting for whatever to happen. And Jenna does not know that I'm here. As so I find out later, she didn't realize that I was in the locker room. She knew that they had a recruit that day, but she didn't know where I was. So she comes into the locker room and is screaming at the top of her lungs, baby by Justin Bieber. Okay. And I'm with this chick. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't? Here comes this but, goofy blonde. Like this six one goofy blonde screaming baby by Justin Bieber. Like she opens the door and is like, you know, you love me like screams it. And then one of the girls screams like it back and they start the whole team just starts screaming baby by Justin Bieber, but led by Jenna. And so that's a dream right there. Just start it was something like that. literally, I was like laughing my butt off. I'm sitting in the locker room, like, oh my God, this is my place. I need to be here. I need to come here. Holy moly. I've never felt like this kind of like admiration, love, respect for such an incredible group of people, but also just like, I want to be a part of it. Um, And all the while, like Jenna still doesn't know that I'm in the locker room. And they finish this whole chorus of this song. And she comes around the corner. She's changed her practice. Now she comes around the corner to like put sunscreen on. And then she makes dead eye contact with me and freezes. And she just goes, oh, hello. (laughs) And that was our whole, and I was like, hi. And she's like, I'm Jenna. I'm a sophomore on the team. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) And just 
like immediately, like I was like, this is so funny. I was like, yeah, I watched you on TV when you won the national championship. Sick. Holy moly. It's Jenna Gray. Um, and so all of this happens. And I find out after I committed from one of the team of one of the other girls on the team that apparently that night, Jenna like texted the team and like, was like, you guys, I didn't know that we had a recruit in the locker room. She's going to think I'm so weird now. What the heck? No, actually the complete opposite. I was like, actually, no, I idolized you and fell in love with you that day. But and like now she's one of my closest friends. And I literally like that's my one of my favorite ever Jenna Gray stories that I have. And she's a big cuss gal, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that same day, her goal. Oh, uh, it was the same day. It was same day. It was all one recruiting trip. (laughs) I was like, I have to come to Stanford. Like these girls are so cool. She had like, they have lists. We always do. We would do goals. Like we would say moments of gratitude um, and a goal for practice. And her Mm -hmm. goal that day, like everybody was giving moments of gratitude. I think it was a girl's birthday. So it was like moments of gratitude for this girl on her birthday. And then Jenna's like goal for practice. She was like, say less cuss words. Like when frustrated, say less cuss words. (laughs) Did you take a picture of it? No, I like left my phone way away. I was just wanting Um, to be completely in the moment that time. That probably for the best. Yes. (laughs) Probably for the best. That, that is amazing that it was your visit. That's, I did not expect that when you're like, Hey, I have a story for you, by the way, I was not (laughs) going to expect you to be like, Oh, I didn't even go there yet. That's the reason why I went there. That is awesome. Yeah, no, that's like, that was, I literally committed the next day. Guys, we don't think we got that recruit. Turns out you got the recruit, Jenna. Turns out you actually were the cell. Thank you. <laughs> so you go to Stanford to be an architect, and I thought that was awesome. Oh, thank you. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? I have not. <sighs> Slightly disappointing, I this know. Is, oh, the, the thing is, one of the characters on the show, his dream is to be – to tell people that he's an architect. And I think that's hilarious. Like, he's like, you know, I've always wanted to pretend I'm an architect. To pretend. Pretend, <laughs> pretend. I like to pretend I'm an architect too. You know, it's fun. So what do you want to do with that? I've always want to talk about, talk to someone that wants to be an architect because like, so do you just draw buildings? What do you do? Like, yeah, I, I actually I have a can small show brain. you. I, I can show you. I mean, people who are listening aren't going to see it, but I have like a collage of my drawings right here. So bad radio. She's got this black and white drawing. It looks like she's drawing a amphitheater. Because I don't know what that is. And that's, that's actually the floor plan of a art exhibition that I had kind of planned. Um, that was like based on like a nature immersive art exhibition. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I have like little models around my room. Um, I like have absolutely loved Stanford architecture um, and have loved like studying architectural design. It's a civil engineering major or an engineering major with a focus in architecture. So it's not as intensive as a normal architecture program mm-hmm. is because Stanford doesn't have a normal architecture program. Um, and I've actually come to realize that like maybe full-blown architecture isn't my thing because I don't really care where like water heaters or electric going houses, but the design of things and the design of buildings and the way that it interacts with humans, that's what I'm super passionate about. Like something that I've always really loved is kind of like the human connection to a design or like I would love to be able to like flip houses to where I could kind of work design to make it work with a client or like kind kind of like reshape something to make it configure in a way that's like completely livable or completely immersible with the client's needs and desires. And so 
I don't know. I think like the most fun that I've had with projects is when I'm like given a fake client or given kind of like a prompt or assignment, or it's like designed for yourself, like on this one. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make everything like exactly the way that like I would want it or the way that I could see my client doing. Like I designed a house, like a hybrid space for a painter. And so her house was three stories. She had a gallery on the bottom, a workshop in the middle, and then her top floor was her apartment. And so it was like something along the lines and like everything was inspired based on the way that her paintings work. So it was like everything that I've wanted to do has been like human centered or like client centered and focused design to where I can make it like the most successful and the most happy for the people who are inhibiting the space. So I'll, I'll send an email. Is it TLC that does the, the house flipping channel? I'll, um, I'll, email, H, H, I'll email them. I'll tell them that those brothers can get, get lost. Or just have me work with the property brothers. And then I'll just, I'll just do the design and they can do the technical stuff. <laughs> we shoot for the stars on this podcast. So we're going to kick them off the channel. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think if someone has an interesting um, major, I like asking about it because I think mine's hilarious. Because it's like people are like, oh, I'm an engineer or I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm, they're like, what do you do? Oh, sports communications, bro. <laughs> like, I just feel like such a bro. And they're like, oh, sports, huh? Couldn't have done anything else? No, You're actually like, no, not. No, I like this. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't do psychology. I was terrible at it. <laughs> I was a psychologist, shockingly. I, I've, loved, I've loved my major. It's also super small. Um, like, there are... I think under 10 people in my graduating class um, of majors, I think there's eight of us in total. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were one of the bigger classes when I was like, when we all declared sophomore year. Um, And now I think that there's classes of like 10 to 12, but like the whole major is like 40 people in it. And so it's like super, super personable, Mm -hmm. super engaging. It used to be like 30 people. Like I'm really close with my major advisor who she's the assistant director of the program. The director of the program has taught like three or four of my classes. Uh, They've been really, really willing to accommodate my athletic schedule and just so willing to work with it. Like they've literally helped me reconfigure the major slightly to like work with the fact that I couldn't ever take one of the classes due to it conflicting with practice schedules. And so then they're like, Hey, we'll just have you take another class in place of it. Um, we can totally make this happen and make it work for you so that you can still be an architectural design major. And like, I was not expecting to have something that that was that acquiescing that like welcoming and including as an athlete, that's also like a super intensive major. So it was so cool and so awesome to be a part of. So you have to balance all that, but you can't balance on a bike. Uh, have Have you heard that story? Uh, so, how do you have an electric bike and still can't balance on that? Like, no. I, I like. Do we need to get you training wheels? No, that I, story is gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. Things I do, Miss Charlie. <laughs> my homework. My homework. Oh my gosh. I think I'm like heating up on that story. I thought, okay. I thought I did. I thought I said something like that wasn't a real thing. And you're like, oh, he knows. No. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Ah. <laughs> no, I was trying to dodge like eight field hockey players oh. that were coming at me. I had my entire Nike Christmas balanced on my bike and I took too sharp a turn went flying off my bike. My entire Nike Christmas also went flying off my bike. We were dirty. I was, my ego was hurt. It was the first day of sophomore year of college. 50% of my team saw it. 
What? Did you say say that one more time? It was your Fifth. what? It was your what day of college? Second day of sophomore year of college, or oh. first day first day of sophomore year of college? Not my first day of college. That would be horrible. That's what I thought you said. No, if it was my first day of college, I think I would have just left, got gotten up and just left. Been like, sorry, hey, Jenna, nice for all your hard work. It didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, nice to meet. Nice to meet you guys. I'm gonna dip now. Um, no, first day of sophomore year. So I was like slightly, just like a little bit less like fresh to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, still equally as embarrassed, maybe lightly less embarrassed because everybody knew that I was a bit of a klutz already. Ah. Um, but I happened to do it in front of my team and half of the field hockey team as well. Um, so I think that that image of just me flying off my bike is ingrained in all of my closest friends' memories for the rest of their lives. <laughs> You say this only happened once, but I know for a fact you do this all the time. No. You, I heard you fall off all the time. That's completely false. Who told you that? I don't give up my sources. I don't have to. I'm a student. I don't have to. I know my journalism Oh, laws. my goodness. I, okay. Okay, it was I, the Stanford athletic director. I'm sorry. I no, them. my freshman year. Okay, I fell off my bike one other time, and it was not an electric bike. It was my freshman year bike. Her name is Rita. She had a lot of problems. Rita's chain popped off while I was biking full speed to media day, freshman year. This was freshman year. Um, And Rita's chain popped off. I went flying over the handlebars off the bike, Um, but nobody saw. So like, I don't really know who said that, but I was, I was bloody when I came to media day though. Like we had to like go to the bathroom and like kind of clean me off so that I wasn't like bleeding on the set. Um, but that was, that's the only other time that I've fallen off my bike. All the other times I've been pretty good. Did you tell your pet raccoons about it? Oh my gosh. You really know everything. (laughs) Sir, you do your research. No, my pet pet raccoons know everything. (laughs) Good. Do they have names? Uh, just the one chip. Uh, There's like seven of them. What do you mean? Just one. Well, Chip like has babies and we didn't name all the babies. So Chip is the mom. She has a little chip in her ear and she does like a cute little thing with her arms. And so we know that it's Chip and like the babies like came and went. So now Chip is kind of the only one that hangs around. Um, So yeah. Chip. Yeah, she's a cutie. It's a she? (laughs) Yeah, she's the mama raccoon. Chip's a guy name. I don't know if Chip's a unisex name. So is Charlie, but hey. So is Colby. Hey, hey, it all works. Hey, hey. All <laughs> right, so I got two more for you. Let's start with my favorite one. So you're six one, quote unquote. Do you ever mess with guys that claim they're six feet tall when they're really five ten? Like, no. say you're at a party and this guy's like, oh, I'm six feet tall. And like, <clears throat> slides over. No, he's not. We checked out. I honestly probably have. I think that. Yeah, honestly, I've done it to my friends. So if I don't know them, I kind of like will stand like if they say it, if they say that they're six feet tall and I don't know them and I'm behind them, then I'll kind of like look at the person that's talking to them and I'll like like shake my head. Like I'm like, no way, man. Like there's absolutely no shot. And then I make the person that's talking to them laugh. And then there's like a turn and I'm like, no, like turn away. Like nothing actually happened. But I, but then I'll like he'll turn, like the guy will turn back around and then I'm looking and I'm like no way like again, I, yeah I'm like five ten like in the background like mouthing it to the to the person talking to them, um, but to my friends, my best friend from high school he was like 
he's like 5'10-ish, like 5'10 uh-huh. on a good day. Yeah. And he tried to say that he was 5'11", 6 foot for a really long time. And so I was like, I, his name's Travis. And I was like, Travis, like, Travis. I was like, hey, sir, like, you know that this is not the case. <laughs> and he was like, come on, man, just hype me up. And I was like, no, no. I was like, Trav, you're shrimpy, man. Like, and I literally for like months <laughs> called him shrimpy just to tick him off because I thought it was so funny that I was like, all right, Trav, like, no, no, you're 5'10". Like, let's be real. And now he fully embraces the fact that he's 5'10". But we're in high school. We're like 16. He's yeah. like, come on. And I'm like, no. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do something fun now since you don't right. know me. I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Grab your phone. Okay. Go on Instagram. Okay. Look up me. So it's at three, number three, and then it's C-O-L-B-Y. And I want you to guess what my height is. All right. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Because it's really tough with my Instagram. It's really tough. It's can, really not easy. It's really tough. I could be 5'3". I could be 6'1". I could be any. You strategically place yourself around people that are all around your height or shorter than you, Ex- too. Exactly. Which honestly is the move because it makes you look taller. Um, I'm going to say 5'10". Ah, 5'11". But whatever. Okay. Yeah. I looked at the one of you with a football player and I was like, all right, this feels right. Like he's a little bit bigger than Kobe, but like not that much. We're going to say around five, 10 to six foot, especially because you asked me that question of like, do you shoot guys down when they say like, do you call them out? Well, everyone jokes with me because all my friends are tall. Like all my girlfriends are my height or six, one, six, two. And so my photos, I look short and I think it's, hilarious even though everyone's like oh Kobe's short (laughs) not short I'm super average okay but this personality you're you're above average you just hang out around people that are like in the 99th percentile yes (laughs) Yes. and the funny thing is short girls are the ones that have a really concerning problem with my height so yeah that's that's not here for that they're irrelevant. What is relevant is your DMs on Instagram because I'm very curious as a woman athlete and a woman in general, what's the craziest thing someone's DM'd you? Oh. Outside of, hey, do you want to come on this women podcast and you can't tell if I'm a guy or a girl? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't know. I feel like there's like always the random like bot ones, which I'm all, like, I'll find them in like my requests of like bots. Um, I think the most recent one that made me laugh was somebody who I didn't know at all. Like didn't follow me. I didn't follow them. Sent me like DM'd me a picture that I had posted. Like one of my pictures. Oh, like said, the like nice pic, like one of those. Yeah. Well, it was just very nice. That's all that they said. Thank you. And I was like, thought so too. You. Thought so too. I was like, thank you. I agree. <laughs> like, no, you sure was. Are you sure? Because I was really thinking about not posting this. Oh, I actually, that made me think of one. Somebody slid up on my story um, that I had posted like an action shot of playing. And he goes, and it, like, I think it was a man. I don't know. Again, didn't follow them. It was in my request. And it goes, beach volleyball has me thinking. The outfits, is it the form or the function? <laughs> I was just like, delete. <laughs> the, the function? Yeah, the form or the function. What do you go for? I was like, 
Dude, we wear bikinis. We have to have something that's like highly functioning. But like, I also don't know what the form and the function would be different with in our uniforms. So mom, pick me up, mom. I was like, I'm out. Delete. Thank you. <laughs> Ew. Jenna totally. has good ones. Oh, well, but uh, it's also Jenna. She's also like famous. So <laughs> with like 12 year olds. Okay, but those are always the best slide-ups. Like, the 12-year-olds that I coach always have the best commentary that I could ever ask for. Because it's like, they don't know what they're saying, and it's anything. They have, have like, all the information. They just don't know what that means or what any of anything is. Always. And and they're rude. They're rude or, like, the nicest. Like, they... Like, if you get hyped up by a 12-year-old, like, you know that you're doing something right because they just don't have any filter. It's the function. (laughs) It's the the function. (laughs) Too good. People ask to buy Jenna's socks, and I think that's hilarious. Oh, I actually, I remember that one. Or, like, they would, like, literally, yeah, she would get DMs for that all the time. I love, I have to ask that every interview. That's my favorite question. Like, do I get, or what's the weirdest DM? Yeah. I don't actually get asked to buy anything of me. I'm not quite at that status yet. I think our team, we went to the national championships this year for the first time in program history. So we're on the track. So maybe we win one and then I'll get the request. Like, Hey, um, can I have like your visor or something like that? Like, <laughs> I'm like, no. So I'm what's your not- Depop that you're selling used socks from? Uh, not currently, don't currently have one yet, but I think when I graduate, I'll get on one of those sites that sells college athletes gear for like Mm -hmm. 250 bucks for like a practice shirt. Like one of those feels right. (laughs) Yeah. I won't be even looking at that. (laughs) If I, if I can't wear it, I'm good. Exactly. That's just freaking weird. Yep. So Charlie, I think that's all I have. And you have to go practice right now, right on the dot. I got oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just want to say thank you again. This meant a lot. This was so much fun. I hope I was similar to Jenna like I told you I was. I might not be. <laughs> Maybe I just think I'm that cool. But <laughs> I tried. No, you did an incredible job. This was this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. You are as similar to Jenna as you had said, which was great. It was like, a, it was like Jenna 2.0. It was awesome. <laughs> I like that. Well, I hope you have a great practice. I'm going to go cry. Well, thank you. It was so fun (laughs) being a part of it. (laughs) Thank you again, Charlie. That was awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag around the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on DraftKings, betting money on the Queens, know the L.A. team knew where the spars And I'm on a trip king, putting on for the scene, it's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast.
It's cut with the women's sports. Hold up, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up, gotta wake up, go get your cake up. You gotta wake up, gotta wake up, go get your cake up. You gotta shake up, gotta wake up, go get your cake up. You gotta shake up, go to class with it, go to class with it. Broadcasting it, broadcasting it. You know it's cut with the women's podcasting it. You know it's cut with the women's sports podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.